We're Jill and Jenna, sisters who believe that gut health is the baseline required to live your best life. But health is way more than that. So we've made it our mission to take a deep dive into gut health, mental health, fitness, nutrition, and more. Interviewing experts, having real conversations, all while making sure all of the information is digestible. Welcome Welcome to to our our gut talk. This episode is sponsored by Paleo Valley. It's the holiday season, which means travel is upon us. And I am telling you right now, there is one thing Jill and I do always when we travel, and that is hashtag BYOS, aka bring your own snacks. There's one snack by one company in particular that I absolutely love, and that is Paleo Valley's Beef Sticks. Hear me out. They're 100% grass-fed and grass-finished. They use beef sourced from small domestic farms in the U.S. They use real organic spices to flavor the beef sticks versus the conventional spices sprayed with pesticides or natural flavors. That's often from GMO corn. And they ferment their sticks, which creates natural occurring probiotics, which are great for gut health. And I'm telling you all, they taste absolutely amazing. These are my favorite high-protein snack on the go, which as you know, I absolutely love a protein snack. So it keeps you full and energized and doesn't give you any energy crashes or make you just want to eat more. We absolutely love Paleo Valley. They have so many amazing products from their supplements to their bone broth protein to their other superfood bars. This company is GTG approved. It is Gut Talk approved on the podcast, and we absolutely love them. And of course, we have a discount code for you. You can use the link that we're going to put in the show notes, or you can use the code Gut Talk for 15% off your order. Try out the Beef Six, the Superfood Bars, the Bone Broth Protein. Any of their products really are that high of quality. And of course, as I mentioned, are GTG approved. So again, paleovalley.com slash gut talk to try out our favorite snack. If you've been following us for a while, you know there's one probiotic that is our tried and true. It is Just Thrive Probiotic. But I want to tell you a little bit more about this probiotic. So first of all, did you know that 99.9% of the probiotics on the market die in your naturally harsh stomach acid before they even get to where they're needed? Just Thrive is different by design. So their proprietary strains have been third-party clinically tested and proven to arrive 100% alive in your gut to be able to do all of the great things that they do. They also have a thousand times better survivability versus yogurt, Greek yogurt, and all the leading probiotics. They support your immune health in your digestive system where 70% of it lives, as well as boost energy, improve sleep, promote healthy skin, and much more. We love them, we take them confidently, and we can tell you that they, we definitely have experienced the benefits. So you too can get some by going to justthrivehealth.com. We have a code GTG for 15% off. That is justthrivehealth.com and use our code GTG 15% off. And you know we link everything in our show notes. Welcome back to Gut Talk. Hello, Jilly. Hello, Jenna. Reporting to you live from our childhood house. We are indeed. How does it feel? It's a little cold. Dad doesn't really believe in heat. Does anyone's dads believe in heat? I think it's a dad thing to just freeze. They think they're saving money, right? We're, That's what they want to do. We. I've been in the home for hours now. Mm-hmm. I'm in my UGG slippers that are outdoor slippers. I'm wearing a sweatshirt and an outdoor vest on top and a beanie inside the home. Yeah, and I'm wearing high socks, my Aritzia socks that I love. Uh-huh. 
I'm wearing pants as well, a sweatshirt. Maybe not a sweatshirt, the sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. The sweatshirt I wear almost every single day when I'm home because it's just comfy and I like it that mom gives me total shit about. I'm going to challenge you right now and say what you're wearing is completely normal. Yeah, I just wanted to share my outfit too. Okay, got it. So we're just doing outfit deets <laughs> But yes, here. you look like you're dressed for outside and we're in a comfort of our own home. Yeah, I'm just cold. Okay. That's kind of the point here. That's fine. So yeah. let's set the stage. Mm-hmm. We're in our childhood house mm-hmm. where our parents live and have lived for 25 years. It's the holiday season, right? This is the second to last, last episode of 2023. Can you believe that? Yes. Okay. I can. All right. Because we're doing it. Yeah. Okay. Here we are. Um, if you will, we are doing a four-part series, right? We're wrapping up the year, bringing ourselves into the new year. Mm. We just finished our four-week program. Get your shit together. Get your shit together. Got their shit together. The girls got their shit together. It was such an amazing program, a great experience for us. We're hoping for them too. I think, you know, we've already received some good feedback and we're just really proud of ourselves slash content that we were able to do this and get it done before the new year and have those women who did it with us start 2024 off on a positive, healthy note. Yeah. Anything to add? No, not really. I'm just, I'm kind of thinking about... Jill shed a tear when we were ending. No, I didn't. You did. I said, I, I literally turned to you and I go, I almost shed okay, a tear. almost. That's not shedding a tear. (laughs) No, I mean, I think that we've come a long way in 2023, which is exciting. We have some big plans for early 2024 as far as leveling up the pod and getting it on video. We're taking some photos to update our... That's breaking news. I know, but you know, I hate when people are like, we have big things planned. It's like, shut up. Right. Either tell us about the big things or don't mention it. But sometimes they're better as a surprise, I gotta be honest. Well, we're not, I'm not telling them what we're taking photographs of. We're just updating our album work. So stay tuned for that. There's nothing, one of my favorite influencers just the other day was like, I have something so exciting to share with you guys in the next few days. And I'm like, just tell us now. Just, yeah, okay. just, I, I, that's not for me. I'm telling the girls okay. what we're doing. Okay. We say we got big plans. I'm detailing the plans. Do what you want. Thank you. I also personally have a lot of goals. I think I've never really set goals for myself in the new year because I think I mentioned this in a previous episode that I'm not a big New Year's girly, but I figure right now I'm kind of in this place where it makes sense to create goals. So sure, I'm going to utilize the new year, even though I'm not the biggest turn a new leaf on the first of the year type girl. Yeah, well, we obviously created these last four episodes and the one that's obviously coming next week as well. To share our thoughts, our wisdom, especially with this past year, I think it's been a very big year when it comes to growth for us, as well as the concepts that we have been teaching in our four-week program. Start now. Start working on the foundations because that's going to set you up for success moving into the new year. You want to create goals. You want to accomplish things. Like One of the biggest things that you can be doing right now is taking care of your health. So that's a little bit about what the whole theme about what we've been doing here. But what we wanted to talk about today more of is things that we've learned in the past year, which can help us elevate and level up for the next year. That's kind of how I think about it. Yeah, I think that's great. So this is really about lessons and mindset shifts that we've learned this year and what we've overcome or accomplished. 
Do you want to start us off? I feel like you've accomplished slash recognized a lot of things, at least that you've been vocal with me about. Anything that stands out to you? Yeah, I would say I've had three and in a way they're all under the same umbrella. I'm getting a little distracted (laughs) because of how long your pinky (laughs) nail is. That's not even close to what it used to be. You have really long nails that could use a little bit of a file. Long, healthy nails. Healthy, for sure. Are you jealous? No, but they're long. Okay. Anyway. I don't think this is that long. Just Compare your nail. Yeah, but mine is crafted. Mine Mine is perfectly shaped. Yours is a little bit of the wild, wild west. Well, I do have a little bit of sauce on my nails because I made pizza bites for a brand deal. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Back to what I was saying. There are three things that I've done this year that I feel like are kind of surprising to me because I don't think I had ever intended on making these shifts, but they just kind of happened and felt right for me at this time. The first one is prioritizing sleep, going from the girly who has to get a 6 a.m. workout in. I would run on five hours of sleep, four hours of sleep, six hours of sleep, and I just got to the point where I think I was perpetually tired, but I didn't necessarily notice it. I just had a lot of brain fog, and I didn't feel like I was as sharp, and I felt like I was dragging, and so I stopped going to 6 a.m. workouts most days. Mm -hmm to prioritize eight hours of sleep. And I can't express how different I feel now that I feel very rested. But with that, I think my next step in that is I do love to wake up early. It makes me feel really good and it helps my anxiety quite a bit to be up and not rushing around in the morning. So I think the next step of the goal is really having a consistent time in which I go to sleep. So that way I am able to wake up a little bit earlier. But right now I've just been honoring that whatever time I do go to bed, Eight hours from then is when I set my alarm. Mm -hmm. So that could be any time between 6.30 and 7.45, really. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. What we talked about on GYST is the fact that the winter is really a big time for more sleep. Studies are showing that you need an extra hour or so of sleep. And I feel that. I really do. Sleep and rest. Especially being up in Northern Virginia compared to Texas, where there's just not nearly as much sun in the day. I feel a lot more tired, which is interesting. And you're more relaxed. You're at your parents' home. You don't have as many responsibilities. You know, I think one thing that you've done really well, I think that's been a common theme if you've been listening to our podcast episodes, is being a former D1 athlete. We've talked about this before. You always were in that go, go, go mentality. And I think finally you looked at yourself and were like, I need to rest. Like, I don't need to be productive all the time, especially if that means I'm skimping on my sleep. And I think, too, there's this whole trend going of fitting in as much to your day as possible, being super efficient with literally every single thing. Chat GPT, Mm -hmm. AI this. Everyone's trying to make everything so efficient and short and quick and streamlined and streamlined and although I do think that there's obviously tons of benefit sometimes slowing down is just the human nature of things literally and we've disconnected we've disconnected from that and it's just not healthy and I think it always comes back around Mm -hmm. and 
And that's in the form of stress and anxiety and addiction and the way you treat other people. I see some people, especially in the work world that I'm in, going so fast and they think it's so great, but everyone around them can kind of see where they're lacking because they're moving so fast and Mm -hmm. so quote unquote efficiently. And I think that's kind of pushed me towards this slower lifestyle that I'm living right now because I don't want to be that. Right. I want to take the time to listen to people, like literally listen. Mm -hmm. And I want to take the time to be present for my own thoughts. Like I I had streamlined all my tasks to an app and now I'm back to writing things down because it just feels good. I've kind of like reversed in that way of Tried to make my life a little bit slower, which coming from a former D1 athlete type A, high achieving personality type, I don't think I would have ever planned that for myself, but I'm listening to my body and it feels good. And what's your human design again? Are you a generator? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've seen that with you and that change I think has been incredibly profound with you and your body and how you feel overall. I think less reactive and more present and understanding just to make an add-on to the point where you're talking about people that you know who move really fast the people who I know that move really fast for the most part don't get me wrong forget a lot of things Mm -hmm. and I'm not I'm thinking of certain people right not everyone is like this a lot of people don't have to be but Think about the people that you know really, really fast. Are they, you go near them and their energy is just too chaotic for you? For sure. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's like I want to be present for my friends that are going through the happy and hard moments of their life. And I want to take those moments in for myself. And yeah, things just felt too fast. And I think you can be really successful and efficient in all these things without moving at the speed of light. And If that doesn't make me a multi, multi, multi millionaire because I'm choosing to go a little bit slower, then I'm okay with that. And also less brain fog. Less brain fog. And also, I don't know, I just, you see a lot of really successful people and they're really unhappy. Yeah. And I just don't really want to wake up one day and find myself in that position where maybe everything looks picture perfect, but I'm sitting here tapping my foot constantly, not being able to fall asleep at night because I'm so anxious and stressed. I'm reactive to the people around me. Like, I don't want those things for myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. What else? Well, there were two other things that kind of correlated with that. One is really reducing the amount of high intensity workouts I'm doing, which allows me to just lower the high cortisol in my body. I might not be saying that perfectly, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm going for two or three days a week of high intensity and the rest of the days are low intensity, which is like yoga, Pilates, or just walking. And that feels really good for me right now. I feel like my body needed that. I'm still trying to navigate my perfect or like my solid workout routine on a weekly basis. But I think once we move into our apartments Mm -hmm. and have a gym, that's going to make it just so much easier to be able to do whatever I want. So for me, it's really just waiting another month until we move. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. And then lastly is the alcohol piece. I probably drink 30% of what I did in 2023 compared to 2022. Mm -hmm. And I know I've mentioned this on other podcast episodes, but also on our Get Your Shit Together program. For me now, before I drink or I'm planning to drink, I think to myself, why am I drinking? Mm -hmm. And as long as the reason is because I'm having fun or I just want to, I'm good to go. When I stop myself is because I'm bored. I don't want to drink when I'm bored. I don't want to drink when 
I'm stressed. Oh, I just I just need a few glasses of wine. It's like, no, maybe I'm going to journal and meditate because that's Mm -hmm. actually what my body needs. Like this whole idea of like you deserve a few glasses of wine at the end of a hard day is kind of silly because at the end of the hard day, you need rest and peace and alcohol disrupts your rest. And oftentimes that ironic makes your body more anxious which Mm -hmm. so it's it's kind of the opposite so if i'm if i'm stressed the last thing i'm gonna do now is drink so it's if i'm stressed or if i'm bored or if i'm in a situation that i don't feel comfortable in so if i'm going somewhere and i have to drink to be there i'm really questioning whether i have to go maybe a handful of times or less in the year i was like oh god i i cannot go to this thing without drinking but even like when I went to Lollapalooza in July, I really barely drank. Mm-hmm. I think I drank one night and two out of four days and was only really drunk one of the days. I mean, like I went to a music festival, a huge nationwide worldly music festival, and I didn't feel the need to drink that much. And I just think that that kind of speaks to how much my mind shift has changed about how to utilize alcohol. And again, like I still got drunk plenty of times with my friends and in fun situations. I was just a lot more mindful of why I was choosing to drink in those times. And as long as everything checked out, then I continued to drink. And I found I drank a lot less when I put that question in front of alcohol. I love that. I mean, you know, I've been less of a drinker for the past year, two years now, And it has made such an impact on how I feel. I realize that alcohol just makes me anxious. It doesn't make me feel good. We'll do a whole episode on this. I want to bring on an expert, too, to talk about it. Not an expert, but someone who maybe is in the sober lifestyle. And not that Jill and I are going sober, but I personally used to see myself as a party girl, right? I used to see myself as always wanting to go out. I don't know that person anymore, which is a weird thing, but I can tell you, feels a lot better to not be sitting doing work on a Monday afternoon and still feeling the hangover from Saturday night. Yeah. I mean, right? I, I definitely probably will always drink more than you because you definitely have pretty adverse reactions to it. Yeah. Where for me, I'm just trying to be more mindful because I can recover a lot better than you. Right. So for me, where you're like, I feel horrible the next day and then that creates this anxiety For me, it's not that as much as it's just I want to be more mindful as to why I'm using alcohol. Right. You know? Yeah. And neither are right or wrong. They're just different reasons why we've chosen to not drink as much. And I feel like when you drink, you don't really ever get drunk. You're kidding. I was drunk at ACL. Well. No, you know what? It doesn't take me much to feel it these days. Right. But like. ACL was two and a half months ago. Yeah, that's true. So I guess that's my point. It's like you just don't really like drink that way. No, I don't. I don't. Right? Mine is more of facing what's in front of me and not running from it via the vehicle of alcohol, where for you, you're more so coming at it from a health perspective. And I think I'm coming at it from more of like a mental perspective. Got it. But yeah, but but again, neither are right or wrong. And there's probably people that feel one way or maybe both ways or maybe neither. And I think all of those are fine. Like you are where you're at in your health journey. And honestly, if I was listening to this probably two years ago, I'd maybe turn this off right now Mm -hmm. because I'd be like, that's so annoying. Or I hear what they're saying, but that's not for me. Or I'd roll my eyes or something like that. So 
I think it's it really just matters at where you are in your journey and like what you prioritize and what matters for you. Yeah, I also know a decent amount of people who have started to decrease just through conversations on DMs with friends, etc. So it's just interesting to see where people add in their journeys. And if this is not you, obviously, right, just skip over. But we like to be honest and vocal about where we stand, especially with something like that. I also think 2023 is the year that Doc Amen, Andrew Huberman, mm-hmm. big people in the medical science fields with followings started to speak up about alcohol and the negative effects. Mm-hmm. And I really do think that that really... Huberman husbands. Huberman husbands? That's a thing. Really? Have you not seen that? No, that's funny. Oh, Yeah. Huberman, people are following what Andrew Huberman is doing and saying to right. a T, right? And I mean, I would want to date a guy that really likes Andrew Huberman. Like, that's yeah. a huge green flag for me because yeah. that means that you care about your health and you're right. motivated and making changes that are important. So I, I can see how that's a trend. Yeah. Okay. So moving on, do you want to ask me mine? Jenna, please, <laughs> please share with us. We're all dying at the bits. Is that the phrase? I have no idea. Not no. that I would know it. No, that's not it. Munch, mm, chomp, chomping, chomping at the chomping bits. Chomping at diet at the bits. Okay. We're dying to hear we're chomping at the bits. Thank you. Yep. One thing that I've really focused on this year that I think has made such a pro- profound impact on how I feel is really allowing myself to go with more of a flow. And before you sit here and you're like, Jenna, what the hell are you talking about? What does a flow mean? Let me explain. I used to be very rigid in my practices. I used to be very strict on myself. I used to be very hard on myself. My thoughts were going all over the place. You probably are tired of hearing me say this, but I had a lot of anxiety as a kid. It's just been a part of my life and my journey. And that has really impacted how I do certain things, right? So when I found the world of health and I found what taking care of my body could do for me, I became very obsessive with it, right? As would anyone if they find something that really makes them feel good, hence addictions, right? And not that I had an addiction to feeling good. I just wouldn't allow myself flow or flexibility. I would go to places and eat before I went out with my friends. I would not eat a lot of sugar. I've told the story a few times before, But I think that control that I tried to have on certain things really made me go in the opposite direction, right? If you look back, I've posted transformation journeys. When we first found our practitioner and we did, you know, all the things she told us to do, I looked amazing. I felt amazing. I just looked really freaking healthy, right? And then that kind of started to take a turn. And I got to this place, especially when we moved to Austin, where I think I was yearning for my old life, if there's a word for that for where I first came from, Virginia, for comfort, etc. Not that I went opposite and started eating a bunch of fast food and stuff like that, but you could just tell in my face and in my body that I was holding on to a lot of negative emotions, stress, depression, etc. And maybe I needed to go through that time to learn what it felt like to be not in a place that you wanted to be, even though I had already gone through that. But what it proved to me was that I really had to change the thoughts, the way I spoke to myself and get into more of a flow that worked best for my body to really see and feel the way that I wanted to feel. And I'm talking to you right now. I don't feel any stomach issues. How do you, how do you feel 
like you got to that point? Like what are the things you actually did that you feel like shifted that mentality from maybe not liking where you were in life to feeling like you're in a really good flow? This might sound cheesy and what I think of immediately is I switched my have to do this, have to do that. I have to go on this run. I have to eat this food this way or else this is going to happen. Like I I really started to quiet the voice in my head and allowed me to just be. But what do you think instead now? Oh, I'm so I'm just so much more flexible, more flexible with food, my workout routine. I don't beat myself up that I haven't been in the gym in six months. Like I had to really let go of all of that control Mm. so much so that I've probably relaxed too much because now I'm like I need to be building more muscle again but I just got into this place of freedom with how I felt what I was doing how I was eating I don't think M&Ms are healthy at all but will I allow myself to absolutely reach my hand into a thing of M&Ms and eat them yes if I want to I think that's so much better I think what I was doing so much to myself is just putting so much stress on myself because I wanted control over everything that I was doing. Yeah. I mean, I would say that it was definitely difficult for me sometimes while you went through that period of control because you didn't really want to do anything. Yeah. You stayed at home Mm -hmm. all the time and you didn't want to hang out with friends. You didn't want to really do anything Mm -hmm. Unless you were out of Austin. Like when you were with your friends from college, it was a little bit different, a little bit. But I will say that I have noticed a huge change because, I mean, it it got frustrating to the point where I just said, screw it. Right. Whatever. I'm going to do my own thing and Jenna will do hers. And I mean, we're sisters, so you just like don't really grow apart. Mm -hmm. But we kind of did a little bit in that time period because I acknowledged it. I knew it was a battle I was not going to win but at the same time it was very this might sound insensitive but irritating mm-hmm. because for someone but like, mind you like we're so close not everyone has the experience of being and living and working and everything with their sister so it was almost like a next level irritation of that. irritation yes, because, because we were so connected for sure right so like your strictness affected every aspect of my mm-hmm. life it was the apartment. It was our plans. It mm-hmm. was our work stuff. Everything was it. 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 There was just this lack of flexibility, mm-hmm. truly. And I feel like I'm a very flexible person for being type A. Where mm-hmm. there are some things that drive me absolutely insane. Like when Mom decided to go to Trader Joe's instead of oh my god, me that's up a story airport. for another time. But that's hilarious. But like, if it's not something very specific like that, I'm normally like. Ugh all right, no worries. We'll do it next week. No, that's fine. We can move it, whatever. I try to be really flexible and watching you be so inflexible, it was like I wanted to like squeeze you. Right. But now I feel like you and I are in such a better flow together because you've eased up so much that Mm -hmm. it's been so much easier to work with you, to make plans, to do these things because it didn't feel like I was battling both Jenna and this like 
external force if that makes sense yeah Mm, an external force well it did kind of feel like there was something external like placed on well i think it was just so internal right like for me but yeah i guess maybe it would show that and you know what guys i think i just had to hit a little bit of rock bottom but now i'm feeling great and i think it's been a year now and you guys have seen the transformation i'll post another one on instagram but I mean, I had the biggest round cortisol puffy face. I don't anymore. My body has slimmed down to a size that it was pretty much going into college, right? Mm -hmm. Like, obviously not when I played soccer, but... A side note is that Jenna has sculpted arms without lifting weights. I have sculpted arm without lifting weights because I'm not holding on to water or inflammation. Not fair because... I've never have in my arms, though. Yeah, like... I I did an arm burner the other day. Yeah. (laughs) Once every 60 days. I will work my arms twice a week and not get the sculpts that you get naturally. Right. And I just want to point out. I also do lymphatic drainage in my arms. I will say that. Whatever. Anyway, I just think that I have really radically transformed my life this year. And if you are interested in learning more about how I made those transformations, because this is not about Jenna's transformation, we'll make a whole episode about it. You just have to tell us, right? DM us, whatever it is. I feel really, really good now. And I could cry. I'm not going to cry, but I could cry at how far I've come and what I went through in my own freaking mind for so long. That's why I think therapy is so important. I did see a therapist. I think a lot of things are really important because I internalized so freaking much. And it didn't matter what supplements I was putting in my body. It didn't matter what food I was putting in my body. My brain, my stress, my nervous system, and that fight or flight state was so impactful on my body that I couldn't get out of it until I just finally was like, screw it. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be, I'm going to do the things that make me feel good. I'll eat whatever I want, even though I generally gear towards healthy food. Well, you, because you believe in healthy food, but you allow yourself to to stray if that's what you want to do exactly I if I do go and drink and have a few drinks with friends I don't kick myself up about it the next day I just feel like I've grown so much in this past year and it feels good to say this and I feel like going into 2024 I just am very proud of myself and where things will take me next because my energy is so much better and so much happier and so much more flexible but I wanted to share that with you guys because in case you're struggling right now or you feel like you're in that deep pit and you want to get out of it just try taking small steps allowing yourself to be more flexible telling the voice in your head to shut the f up I think a huge part of it is proving to yourself that you can be flexible that you can do things and not suffer consequences like you might think you do It is a journey of self-love. It is a journey of finding and getting back to your true authentic self. And while I think I still have things to work on, of course, I'd love to be less attached to social media and certain things, right? That's a work in progress, but I don't beat myself up for it. A lot of walks, a lot of nervous system healing, a lot of grounding myself has just helped so much. And I am excited for next year because I'm excited to see what these lessons bring to me and how I can bring them to Gut Talk, our four-week program, etc. Yeah, I think that's great. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, this is a little, this episode's a little hard because 
I know all of this. I know. So I'm not I'm not sitting here with such profound responses because I've watched you make these changes, but I think the thing to point out with both of us if you feel like maybe you're not living in alignment with what your body really needs and I hate how woo woo that sounds, yeah. but that's the reality. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many external forces and influences in today's world where it's really easy to think that you should be living your life a certain way. And I think the reality is, is sometimes the TikTok popular book or the social media star that shows the way they live their lives, it might work for them, but it might not work for you. Mm-hmm. And I think we've both this year found a lot more of what actually works for us And that's why we feel as good as we do leaving this year. Yep. Amen. I love that. Let's wrap it up. Next episode, we had you guys ask questions in the question box. We're going to do a little Q&A, wrap up the year, episode four, to close out this year, this podcast year. As Jill mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we're leveling it up next year. We're so excited about it. So stay tuned. As always, we appreciate your feedback. If you can like this episode or rate it five stars, whatever you think, and write a little note, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we greatly appreciate it. With that being said, let's go to Papa Rudy's because we have some cake to eat. Toodaloo. Bye, y'all. We love you.